G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Peter says that the grace of God is upon each one of us in a different way. He puts it this way, as each one of us has received the gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now that word manifold means many-sided or multifaceted. The church is like a diamond in God's hand. And each one of us is like shaped facets of that gem which reflects the kaleidoscope fullness of Christ in so many different ways. There's nothing which stifles the variegated character of the grace of God like the pressure of uniformity. We have not been mass-produced, churned out like sausages on a production line. Each of us is individually handcrafted by God. Cults and control freaks insist on sameness. They don't understand that we can be diverse without being divisive. Therefore, they kill individuality and creativity. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty to be the true expression of who God has made us to be. Dear friend, don't be an echo of someone else. Be a voice. Don't be a clone. Be an original. Don't be fooled into believing that one size fits all. Be the unique, special facet to God's gem that you are. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And welcome to the program. It's Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And our subject this week, my church, my family. Now, Ken, I like that phrase you just used there, that we can be diverse without being divisive. Yeah, the church is like a human body. It's uh, unity in diversity. Uh, People often talk about the church needs to be united. Well, the unity of Christ's church is actually a fact. It's a reality. Jesus has only got one body, and from the moment that we're saved, we're immediately baptized into that body of Christ. We're joined with all the saints throughout the world and throughout all the ages of time. So unity in his body is a fact. It's not a goal. But we tend to think of it kind of organizationally, though, like we're striving to unify everybody, but you're saying it's not actually like that. It's a living organism, not an organization. Uh, So let's ask the question, all right, what is it that provides that unity in the body? So look at it, first of all, physically. I think there's two things. First of all, there's blood. Mm -hmm. On the surface, it appears that there's no unity, say, between my foot, uh, my earlobe, my kidneys, but the same blood nourishes the cells in every part of my body. If that's cut off to any member, that member of my body will perish. Yeah. Now, okay, in a spiritual sense, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that unifies us. We're all in Christ's body because we've been washed in his blood, cleansed from our sin, and, and made righteous. Okay, what's the second thing? The spirit, the human spirit. You tell me where it is. <laughs> you can't localize it, can you? It's not even, you can't say it's in this organ or in this limb or in this part of your body, in this gland, you know. Uh, it's, it's unified with your body. Yeah, it's, it's, it's intricately a part of it. So mm. to a degree, it's present, you could say, in all members of the body. Now, it's, just, it's like that with the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit who indwells you, Phil, is indwelling me. You know, Paul says if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So we partake of the same life. 
And, and so our unity is a reality. Of course, though, at times the church just seems anything but united. <laughs> so how does that work? Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's why Paul says that we are to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. In Ephesians 4, he says that there's a, a sevenfold unity. Let me just read those to you. He says there's one body, uh, one Spirit, just as we're called in one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God. So those seven things, you could say, unite us. So we, we don't produce this unity. Uh, our unity is a fact. But what Paul is saying is now you maintain that unity that you have in the bond of peace. He talks about the fact that, you know, it's attitudes that, that will maintain that unity in the bond of peace, you know, being lowly in mind, being humble, esteeming others better than ourselves, not competing with each other. So unity is a fact. But we do have a responsibility to maintain that in a spirit of harmony. Mm. I guess that's where the whole idea of diversity comes in. We can be different. Yeah. We are different. That's pretty obvious. Um, it doesn't mean, though, that we have to be divided. Uh, we can recognize the unique part that each member plays and, I guess, allow each one to fulfill their role harmoniously the same way that our body does. You know, your finger is remarkably different to your heart or some other mm. part of your body, but both are critical. Yeah, in fact, you know, Paul says, but, you know, in spite of our unity, but, he says, to each one of us, grace was given, which is the very thing you're saying is, but we're all different. You know, we all have different gifts and that makes us different, but we're still a part of this one united body. So at salvation, every believer receives the same life of Christ, um, but at the same time, no two Christians are alike because we all have a distinct creation, new creation identity. We've mm. all got a different gift. In other words, what I'm saying, Phil, is that we have a different way of functioning within the body, and, and that is determined by the gifts that God has given to us. Now, when Jesus was on earth, the Bible says that he possessed the fullness of the anointing. He possessed the fullness, but we've received the measure of that. That, that fullness is distributed mm. amongst all the members. So when we come together, we make up the whole um, of this life that we're sharing together, if I can say that. Now, you, you've used the analogy again of the human body. Um, let, let's just kind of give a very obvious uh, illustration here. Um, I'm here because of the joint operation of my body uh, members functioning in unity. Okay, I jumped in my car. I had to use my hands, my feet to work the controls, the pedals and so on. I had to use my eyes to make sure that I'm yep. driving, you know, carefully on and, and getting here safely. Would have used your ears. I would use my ears and now I'm using my voice. But, you know, I, I can't walk out of here and say, you know, my voice did that, that program today. No, it was a joint effort from all the members of my body. Mm. And, and some members are more prominent, um, but others are more hidden. But it's still necessary that we see that each one has a vital function and role. Otherwise, the body cannot operate as it does. So I guess, Ken, the problems arise really only when people either emphasise their differences to the extreme point where they separate themselves from the rest of the body or when those in authority are afraid of the diversity and then they try to make everybody this homogenised thing, you know, all <laughs> the same. Yeah, that's right. You know, Phil, um, biologists are still learning about cell differentia differentiation. How is it possible that from one parent cell, such diverse tissues such as lungs, hair, eyeballs, eventually can develop, you know, mm -hmm. from one original parent cell. It's a mystery how we've been created differently. God has determined how we would um, be, as it were, uh, presented to the body of Christ, where we would fit in, what our gifts would be. He determined that. We mm -hmm. didn't have really any say in that. 
and uh, yet there is a function there. Now, you've just mentioned the fact that um, there's going to be problems in two areas if we allow them to be problems. Number one is, okay, somebody discovers their gift and they think the whole body should be doing what they're doing yep. or should get behind them and just support them in that one thing that they're doing. And, and, and if they don't, they go off on a, on a tangent and l- leave the rest of the body mm. behind. They know they're out of joint. Yeah. But then, of course, um, from the leadership perspective, as you've, as you've alluded to, um, and I'm in leadership in a local church, I can see someone that's different to me and, and get threatened by that, say, oh, no, you know, my job is to try to get them to be like me or to be like us and to conform. Mm. And so what I would do is that um, I'll actually militate against the creativity and the, the difference that, uh, or the distinction that God has given to that person. And, and so we need to be careful of that. We need to be careful of those two things, that we don't break away from the body of Christ and try to act as a lone ranger or that we don't insist upon conformity or uniformity, I think is the word, so that we expect everyone to think and speak and uh, uh, act the same. Because if we do, we're going to squash the the diversity that God has given to the body of Christ. I love that scripture, Ken, that says, Behold how good it is, how beautiful it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Yeah, that's uh, Psalm 133. In fact, actually, you read on in that psalm, Phil. It goes on to say, it's like the oil that was poured on the head of the high priest, Aaron, yes. you know. and, and that, Blowed down that, over his yeah, beard. Yeah, over his beard. Now, his beard was a long beard. So where was that beard coming to? It was over the, the breastplate, and, and on the breastplate were the 12 tribes. Yeah. Okay, each one was different. Each one had its role and its function, but the anointing was on them all. And what a beautiful thing that is. They could be different. They could be distinct. And yet they could be united and in harmony, and there is the anointing. That's all we have time for today. Join us tomorrow as we continue our conversation on My Church, My Family. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.